Did you know that the GTA 6 trailer had more views in 36 hours than 12 years of the original GTA 5 trailer? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 187. My name's Gareth Briney. I'm going to be your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hello, good evening. It's nice to be here on a Friday night as well. Mm, How are you all? Very good, very good. And on my good virtual word. right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Hey, hey, I'm going to bring the hey hey's back since James isn't with us at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. Thank you, Gareth. How are you? Very good. Paul's got some internet issues, so he can't speak no, over us, see, as he's just done then. <laughs> uh, so every time he speaks over us, he goes he gets to, he, he goes into a robot. So uh, poor Paul's got to be very good and not interrupt us. Or You've done this on purpose. <laughs> um, and on my virtual opposite is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hello, everyone. The, uh, the Paul setting's been switched off. It's a blessing. Let's do it. <laughs> Good. Now, to, there we've got a lot to go through. So we're not going to do any of the games we've been playing. We're not going to do any how we've been this week. No one's dying, are they? No, no. Thriving, Gareth. Very much the opposite. Good, good, good. Especially with the poor measures in place. Yes. Someone's been looking at my Christmas list, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what? I don't have to come here to be insulted. I can go all sorts of things. Good. There you go. Um, so we're not going to do that because we've got two big things. We're going to do the Game Awards. That's what we're here for, to go through the games we liked and things we liked or didn't like. And briefly, so Paul, you can you can go in the corner and read your Fisher magazines for a moment because <laughs> we're going to talk about GTA. The trailer dropped on Tuesday, um, Sunday. And if you've listened to the start of the podcast, that trailer's gone there very well. It's um, in 36 hours, it got more views than the GTA 5 trailer over 12 years. So it's... Um, been seen by a lot of people. Um, I will go to you, Paul, at the end because I know you don't care about it, but I'll still talk to you about it. Um, oh, da- Darren, what's your uh, thoughts about it? Any thoughts at all? Did you like it? Um, yeah, uh, to be fair, I thought it delivered everything that you'd want from a from a new GTA trailer. It looked brilliant, um, and it's brought back Vice City, which is my absolute favourite entry in the series. So I'm very happy. Um, it looks like it's um, a huge, huge area and it's set in the state where Vice City is set. I can't remember what it's called. It's a play on Florida, though, isn't it? Because mm. there's loads of kind of classic internet memes or scenes from around like Miami and stuff. And they've recreated those in the trailer. So um, it's very much kind of in tune with pop culture, I think, still. But um, yeah, it looked it looked brill. I think I can't really pick any faults with it. I think it's definitely got the hype train rolling. So, yeah. Um, so it's going to be released in 2025, and I didn't realise that. You just said it. it was these are actual memes of things that come from Florida, like the the lady and uh, and the woman, yeah. sort of like dancing on the truck or that stuff. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, Richard, what were your thoughts? Timothy Darren's is like the kind of uh, rock star almost have a precedent when they do a, a reveal trailer for a new GTA game, and and this one followed that. Um, Along, I remember the GTA 5 one, I think had Michael chatting, and this one's got uh, Lucy chatting now over it. Gives nothing or very little away in terms of the story. Um, has a, a song playing in the background that, that everyone's gone mad for from, from Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Um, and yeah, I think it's purely just to sort of formally announce that GTA 6 is here. I was surprised by 2025, though, I, I did think it would be next year. Mm, I think I think most people did. Um, yeah, it's quite. It feels quite a long way away, doesn't it? But yeah, it does still. Yeah, but it's good to get it. It's got to be kind of ready. Um, Paul, Eddie, did you watch it? <laughs> of course, I watched it, Gareth. You know, I always do my homework. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was all right. <laughs> it, Vice City is the one that I despise the least out of the uh, GTA franchise. So seeing that 
game that sort of setting with modern graphics and everything it's uh, it could be interesting it just depends really on whether i can be bothered with it i'm i'm not a gta fan you may a regular listener may be aware of that um but yeah um it looked all right the graphics looked good um there were a couple of outstanding points on that girl by the bikini in the bikini by the pool um that looked quite impressive um but yeah other than that it's gta and uh yeah next please when you get when he talks about things like that you can just talk over him because it would just keep him quiet <laughs> <laughs> oh we can just bleep it oh, yeah. <laughs> It's real time. Uh, yeah. imagine, imagine that, you know, you'd have to say something bad enough that a bloke with a Scouse accent talking over the top uh, is preferable. Oh, my word. Um, no, no, no. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, everyone's gone mad. <laughs> Excuse me. Everyone's gone mad about Lucia, haven't they, as well? That's been the big thing. Everyone likes this yeah. main character. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to be interesting. Appa- Sorry, Gareth. Apparently, that's her in the bikini as well. There's been some investigations going on, like like the internet does, right. with the red circles everywhere and everything. But apparently, that's that's Lucia as well. Wow. Um, there was another theory I I saw that they're going mad about is that they think that the trailers are in reverse. So at, when we see them at the end going into the store, that's almost the beginning of the story, and where we see her at the jail, that's at the end. Or at the start of the game, so that's that was a thought, but we don't know. We're going to get more, and also they said Rockstar, this is number one trailer. You know, this is the first. It was like they called it number one. So we're going to see over the next year, probably every three months or so, maybe something a bit more. Like Red Dead a bit did that, didn't they? It had a few trailers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but let's go to the, yeah, let's go to the Game Awards. Let's go there, because that's the other big thing this week. Um, before we go, we, we, we've picked five games each um, to talk about, and then we'll have a little kind of general chat about who won and maybe some of the things that we missed out. But let's let's just talk about what we thought, because it's a long show, with the pre-show is about three and a half hours long. Um, Darren and Richard saw it live, talking to each other. Um, first of all, let's, let's go to Darren. What were your thoughts of the general? Was it good? Was it a, a good show? Um, so I think I think overall it was a good show. It, um, it was interesting though because I'm kind of conflicted about how I feel about it because I think in terms of uh, the reveals and the amount of games that were there and, and the caliber of games, it was good. And it and you know they did pull out some really good surprises, which I'm sure we'll come on to talk about. Um, but for me, I'm struggling to figure out what type of event it's trying to be. It feel it. It didn't feel like it had a very strong theme. So what I mean by that is, it's not an award show because there'll be one award where there's a someone presenting it, and then Jeff will just rattle out five really quickly, and if you blink, you've missed it. Mm. But it's not exclusively a reveal show either because then they do talk about the awards depending on, I guess, the type of award. They'll they'll you know get various Hollywood actors these days seem to drop in um, and and present them. So, yeah, I, 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 I've seen some commentary on, on the Internet and something that chimed with me was how little time uh, the developers actually got. So, you know, after last year and Christopher uh, Judge, I think it is his eight minute speech or whatever it was, they were very on the button with with hurrying people up. They barely opened their mouths and the music would come in and there was a screen apparently that would say, please wrap it up and count them down for about 15 seconds. And there's, you know, there's developers there talking about, oh, a member of their team passed away last last month, and they're trying to, they're trying to um, dedicate the award to them. And then you've got Simu Liu from Shang Chi talking about the boot on his foot for two minutes, and um, you've got Hideo Kojima who just seems to be able to <laughs> talk a lot of about a lot of abstract stuff for as long as he wants. So I did think the waiting was a little bit off, if I'm being honest. And um, it is a long show as well, so. Um, yeah, I'm conflicted. That's kind of my thoughts on it without ranting too much. Yeah, I think from my point of view, I think yeah, it's too long. It doesn't need to be that long. Mm. Um, Richard, what are your thoughts? Again, similar to Darren's, we were we were chatting back and forth about it all last night. Um, some some poor woman uh, got cut off. She didn't get a chance to do a speech. Um, mm. And then even the 
the CEO of Larian Studios at the end in his in his armor um, was meant to announce at, at that point. I, I believe that um, it was out on Xbox, and, and he oh. forgot. He'd come out and said afterwards uh, on Twitter that he was supposed to announce it at some point when he was on stage. And oh, I don't know whether that was due to being rushed or whatever, even though he did just one game of the year. Um, I did I did appreciate how they made light of it when, when Christopher Judge was first up on stage. Yeah. But then very few other people got their moment to, to celebrate what they'd been working on for years, basically. Mm. So it was mm. a bit disappointing to see that. And then also... Um, the lack of reference to all the the layoffs this year in the gaming industry, hundred percent, I think was a bit of a a misread from Jeff. Yeah, yeah, good point, Richard. Paul, perfect. Do you have a great time? You enjoyed every moment of it. No, I thought it was dreadful. Um, <laughs> there's too much Jeff and not enough people. Mm. Um, these guys are slaving away for years on end to make these games. They get their moment in the sun where they've just won an award and they have to listen to Jeff rattling on for 20 minutes and then they get to come up on stage for two. It just didn't seem fair. There was too much Jeff and not enough of the people that actually make the games that were supposed to be getting the awards. Um, But, I mean, other than that, some of the announcements were quite good. Um, Some of the people that they had speaking, I mean, they were so cheesy. It was unreal. I mean, it's like these people had never spoken in front of a crowd before. They get up and they make this lame-ass gag and then wait for somebody to laugh. And it's like, well, they're not going to laugh, mate, because that joke was rubbish. Um, So, yeah, I wasn't awfully impressed. It's uh, three and a half hours of my life that I'm not getting back, I'm guessing. (laughs) Good. I think you watched it for this week. That's good. I was going to say, there's no chance in hell Paul's spot watch that three and a half hours <laughs> i did i watched i was up at five o'clock this morning to watch it wow so it just yeah. finished at that point as well well there you go i, I, I went to bed because i'm not daft um <laughs> you know especially with a big night out tomorrow you know we need to uh, save our energy i'm young though me and darren are still young we can manage it <laughs> you, can, you can both bollocks I think I agree um, with a lot of the sentiment of what Paul said and I that's where I'm I'm kind of struggling like what type of event does he want it to be because it's kind of inherited E3's crown or Summer Game Fest has some would argue and then it seems that everybody now every actor wants to have a star role in a game because of how big the industry is and I don't know, like, it was excruciating Anthony Mackie being on the stage. I know he was talking about Twisted Metal and he was presenting a, a, an awards, but it was just, it was, I nearly curled up on the sofa and hid until it was over. And then Matthew McConaughey coming out, I don't know whether I'm being unfair, but I've never known him to be, like, a massive gamer into video games, so it, it just came, everyone's trying to get the kind of two pence worth in and get involved now, and for me... I don't know, like, do we? Do they need to cosy up to Hollywood and all these actors as much as they do? And there's plenty of other actors out there and talented people in the world of video games and animation that, you know, they probably would relish the opportunity to get involved in some of these projects. So, yeah, I don't know, it just felt a bit a bit like a bit of a buddying up party. Yeah, no, good, good point. <laughs> what you're saying would require Jeff to wind his ego in a bit, though. And well, me and, me and Jeff me and Richard were joking because we were like, "How long before Hideo Kojima comes out? Where is he?" And then it started. It was a series of tweets where he was kind of getting closer and closer to him until they got a picture together backstage. So it is a bit of a. It does. It is starting to feel like a bit of a mates club, which I do worry um, because that's probably not what it was intended to to be when it started out. Can yeah. I play a devil's advocate with people? Just Please. If uh, if the Game Awards had fewer world premieres and it was purely just the awards and maybe one or two trailers, would be would we be tuning in to watch it live? No, no, no I would watch it, but probably not live. That's a fair. Point. Yeah. Um, and also, I think I, I I absolutely agree with everything you've all said, um, but I think it's for them it's successful. 
There are loads of people viewing it. People like the announcements. They do the applause, and I don't. I don't think they were. Gonna, I don't know how they were going to change it. I mean, I'm the big person for just like not having any presenters. You just have like clips. <laughs> I love that <laughs> and a voiceover. I think it's great, but that's me. Um, and you know, you just get down to it and get it done in an hour. Three hours is too long. But I agree with no. everything you said. But I think I think the biggest thing you, all three of you said is not giving those developers who have worked their asses off enough time in the sunshine for that. I think, and that's really important. Absolutely, I would relish. There's, there was a lot of trailers, and there wasn't an awful lot of gameplay. I would have, re- I would have traded in Gonzo and half of the others for some two minutes, kind of developer through. And... Oh, yes. hello. <laughs> hello. Yeah. Say that again, Paul. We lost you there. Don't be dissing the Gonzo. He was the best guest that was on there. I just want. I just would rather two minutes of a developer talking us through some gameplay or something rather than. But then I guess that's where it's. It's that's where they would say, well, it's an award show, so it's not a showcase. So that's where I'm. I'm just a bit like by trying to tick all the boxes. I think you leave several different people satisfied, unsatisfied rather, depending on what they're looking for from it. Yeah. Good. Well, let's talk about some of the game reveals um, before we go into anything else. We've got five each. Um, let's. There's loads of. You know, including the pre-show. Let's start with Paul. Let's start with you. What was your first game that you're kind of interested in for the reveals? My first game was called Black Myth Wukong, and it's another um, take on the Journey to the West story. That I did a game review about that not very long ago, and it wasn't very good. But this looked much more sort of, for want of a better word, Souls-like and combat-heavy and just right up my street to be honest i mean the the character of the monkey king is just one that appeals to me it has done ever since i was a kid and used to watch monkey on bbc2 at six o'clock in the evening uh, so yeah um that's my first one now we know that this game we've known about this game for about three years and since it got announced it's coming from a, a chinese developer it's on unreal one of the first games made in unreal engine 5 um, but we have got a release date, I think, haven't we? It's a bit the twentieth of August this year, yeah. next year, yeah. which is which is great. I think that that was a big cheer from the crowd. I think a lot of people are very excited about this game, even though the developers have had some issues, and I can't remember what it was about. I think it was like sexism. I can't remember. There was something going on. Maybe I'll this this yeah. scrap that for the record. But yeah, that we're very excited <laughs> to see um, what happens with that. Uh, <laughs> We're listening to the podcast going, they're talking about our game. <laughs> Hang on a minute. What do you mean? I'm sure of that. I'm not sure of it. Don't sue me. Okay. Um, good. That's um, that's coming out in August. I knew Paul would be very interested in that. It does look great, doesn't it? Everyone, I think it, it does look really good. Yeah. It looks hard. Um, Darren, what's your first game? Uh, so you're going to curse me for this because it's um, pretty much going back. So Sega announced like a bumper pack of five um, titles that they're bringing back. Uh, so they're not um, straightforward remakes. They're kind of like revamps into the into the new era. So they um, had a pack of five. It was Jet Set Radio, Crazy Taxi, Shinobi, Golden Axe and Streets of Rage. So as a keen fan of games from that era especially jet set radio i remember being really really impressive and i loved it um this was very very exciting i can't wait to see what they're gonna do um to bring it i think they called it power surge um in terms of the five and there was quite a great uh, quite a cool little advert which was kind of similar to those nintendo adverts with a you know friends or whatever sat on the sofa playing the games and stuff so I'm very excited for this. It reminded me a bit of what Atari are doing with their recharge, but I think they're going to take it further in terms of building new games, hopefully, um, to kind of bring these IPs back. Because uh, I know me and Richard were chatting, and I'm sure we'll know more than I am, but Sega seems to be in a, in a much better position these days than they have been for a little while, so I'm excited about what's coming. Good. Good. It's never going to be what you remember it to be. But it does. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pour cold water. You'll be you'll be slightly disappointed. But you have a good time. Can go on, I say something? Go on, Paul. Yes, please. 
I was going to say, it doesn't look like it's going to be like you remember it, because the bit that stuck out for me was Golden Axe, which looked a lot more 3D than it used mm. to. Um, so the, it used to be very strictly 2D, but this the, the, the bit that they showed, the tiny clip, it looked like it was more of a 3D type affair. So I think, I'm, I'm with Darren, I'm quite excited about these. I think there could be something good. Shinobi, again, was another classic game. So, I mean, Jet Set Radio was a bit wet for me, but other than that, it was all oh, pretty good. I'll have to talk over you, Paul, if you say things like that, right? <laughs> um, but you're oh, right. Hot takes. <laughs> and excitingly, it said, and more as well in the trailer. So they've got so many they can dip into. So I'm really, really excited to see what they do with these. Very excited. Good. Yeah. Um, Richard, what about you? What's your first game? Um I was excited for the DLC for Final Fantasy 16. Um, uh, they had uh, a bit of a performance about half an hour before this announcement for Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, where they played the theme tune. Um, and then they showed a brief trailer, which is only like a third of the actual trailer that's been released since. And then Jeff was like, oh, and, and here's something else for Final Fantasy fans and we're all getting a bit excited. And then it turns out it's a collaboration with Apex Legends. <laughs> so I thought that was the Final Fantasy news done, done for the night. But then they, they turned up with this this DLC announcement for Final Fantasy 16, the first of which is out today, which is called Echoes of the Fallen, I believe, and goes into some of the lore surrounding the Fallen that's not really touched upon in, in the main game. And then there's one coming out in spring, which is a bit more in depth and goes into one of the missing icons. But obviously, I don't need an excuse to jump back into this game. It's been very good to me this year. It's one of my favourites. Um, but I, this DLC came across as a bit of like cut content, if I'm being mm. honest. Um, it's playable at the very end before you have the, the final battle. Um, I think you need to be at that point where you're ready to go and do the final battle. But um, then this DLC is here, which I will obviously play, but it it, it did come across as uh, something that they just took out of the, the main game, uh, like a, a, a side story, and then they've just come, added it back in as DLC. So I'm not so sure. I think that the one later on, and I think spring next year, looks a lot better. Mm. And um, that one, I think they've already come out and said that that one's going to be a bit more in-depth. But this one just looks, it looks very short, is what I'm trying yeah. to say, I think. Yeah, there's like a little bit of a side mission thing you do for a bit, yeah. Um, how much is it, do you know? Uh, I think the season pass is £20. Right. And this one, on its own, is £8. But mm. I think the the... The other one, the the one coming out a bit later on, it's going to be a lot bigger. So that one will obviously be the more pricey one, but I think the season pass seems to be a decent uh, deal. But yeah, DLC drops are quite good. They had God of War um, DLC drop for kind of God of War Two. Um, that was a free bit of thing that's out as well yeah. in a couple of weeks. Um, good, thank you, Richard. Um, who turns? Is it me? It's me. What do you think I'm going to go for first of all? You can see on the list. I'm going to go for um, Hellblade 2. Um, so we saw a bit more of that game. Um, we saw the lead performer come out and present the award. And we saw a little bit more... What was interesting, it kind of looked like the original Hellblade, that sort of trailer stuff we had, which was much more about the kind of fighting stuff and the kind of mechanic when you're sort of wearing the health bar as a kind of like amulet on the, on the side. And we saw a kind of battery. We saw the kind of, it did, I mean, just that game looks ridiculous, kind of lighting-wise. It's just madness. Um, it really oh, it's unbelievable. Um, it was a bit of a disappointment that we didn't get a release date for that, but maybe they're just holding on. Um, maybe they're holding on for an Xbox conference more than anything else, I think, probably. Do you think? So they confirmed 24, didn't they, if mm. correctly, which was good. So I'll take that, to be fair, mm. because every time I see it, I'm impressed all over again. So this is what I'm happy to wait for. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a big game this year, I think. Um, I'm interested to see what they do with it. I keep. Have you all played the first one? Who's played the first one? Yeah. Paul, can you remember the, you know the first one? It kind of ends, is this like a prequel? Uh, I have no idea. I didn't finish it. 
Oh you didn't ask God. me if I'd finished it. You oh. just said, have you played it? My God. Time <laughs> off. Time off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyone else? Richard, Darren, have you played this? No, no, no we were saying uh, we probably oh, need to uh, get going. Yeah. We do, yeah. It does look amazing. It will be. It's a great bit of kind of like, I love that first game. So, And it's on Game Pass, so we'll find out soon. Um, Paul, back to you, I think. What's your second game? Right. Back to me. Um, just before I go on to my second game, can I ask Dobbo a question? Hmm. Um, Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah. Does it get better? Because I've done <laughs> yeah. like the tower and I've been sent to a swamp to hunt some goblins, and so far it's a bit shit. Yes, it gets better. Good. That's, that's... all I need to know. I think that's... You've played about 20 minutes of actual gameplay by that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, three and a half hours of actual game in-game time, but I've played 20 minutes of controlling a guy. So Yeah, you, you might have just had your first battle. I think he has. Uh, uh, no, I haven't. No, I've got to this swamp where it says go and find these goblins, and I haven't. I don't think I've fought anything yet. I've fought like a training tutorial mission against a fella, um, and that was it. So good Against a fella? Yeah, against a fella in the castle. Um, some. Oh more. yeah, 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 yeah. I like the Go fact. On. I like the fact he didn't ask me. There's no point asking you. I was, I'm it's the first one who did it. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it's fresher in my memory though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Richard's younger than you, as he's already uh, pointed out. So yeah, yeah. Um, Paul, what's your second game? Let's not talk about something that came out eight months ago. Go on. I've been. T- I've just cut. I've cut you off completely. It's great. Go on, Paul. In your own time. I've just tried to pad my part. Um, right. The next one I'm going to talk about is Last Sentinel. Now we didn't see much of this. We didn't see any gameplay, but the trailer looked very cool. Um, where there was a load of robots trying to batter down this door to get at the kids inside. And then somebody rocked up on a motorbike and took them all out, and she was called the Demon. And I just thought that looked very cool indeed. I like the style of it. And the way that it panned out at the end, and you've got like the traditional Japanese gate, and then this massive metropolis behind it. I thought, yeah, I can get behind this. So... uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Tell me a bit more about it, Paul. Tell me what it's going to be. It's going to be a game, Gareth. <laughs> um, <laughs> you didn't listen to anything else, did you? Did, did you miss the point where I said it's the what we didn't see very much? I believe it's going to be some kind of action game. But, mm. you know, all I look at is trailers. I want listening to people. Right, okay. On too much. So it is going to be, but it's going to be an open world game. As well, so that 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 whole kind of pretty metro of you you saw is going to be an open world kind of action, big AAA game. That's what I'd say. It's a good job you're here. That's all I'll say. Yes. <laughs> good. Um, yeah, it does look good. I mean, we don't know much about it. We don't know when it's going. This sort of like coming out in ten years' time. Do, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Um, who's next, Darren? Let's go for your second one. Uh, so my second one was actually in the pre-show. Um, so it's a sequel to an amazing little indie game. So World of Goo 2. So the original World of Goo, I remember picking it up on the Nintendo Wii, actually. And there was a service called WiiWare, which was like a small independent platform for uh, developers. It was kind of the, the very start of um, buying games online through online um the kind of digital platforms, I guess, that's evolved uh, so quickly over the last kind of 10, 15 years. So it's been 15 years um, just over since the original came out. And it was a physics-based uh, like puzzle game, essentially. So you have to um, uh, manipulate the the goo creatures um, and find your way through various kind of puzzle-laden um, stages. Um, and I, it, I remember it not only capturing my imagination at the time, but the physics of how it worked it was really really good so the trailer for the sequel um it looks pretty similar to the first one to be fair but i think more of the same in terms of this game is uh is not going to be a bad thing at all so i'm looking forward to to playing it i don't know if any of you have played it i think it was on pc as well uh, but it originally landed on the wii um 
it was a bit of a left field one that kind of had gathered a cult following so i'm glad it's getting a sequel i've never played it um it, looked, it looked fun though it did look really good mm. it um, is good and it works really well out of that pre-show that was the kind of more interesting one out of the, the little games mm. um good world of good too that's coming out in 2024 um richard what's your uh I know. Uh, where are we? Is it Richard? Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, I'll save. I'll save for the next one on my list for when you mention the game that's related to it, Gareth. But I'll quickly talk about uh, Big Walk. That is from Panic um, yes. or House and House House, the one that did uh, Untitled Goose Game, and and Darren and I were were quite lyrical about this one in the in when we were chatting. Uh, during the trailer for this one, it just looks like the most fun co-op game I think you could you could have. Sort of like a beautiful looking landscape, and then there were these weird <laughs> walking things. Um, looks a bit like pingu. Mm. Pink pingu with like slightly longer necks and legs, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> But yeah, it just looked like so much fun, and and anyone that ever played uh, Untitled Goose Game will know how much fun that was being a bit of a bastard. Um, but this one has like a, a co-op element to it, and I, I guess we don't we don't know much about it, but from the trailer and the and the, the name suggests that you're just going on a big walk with friends and and having fun. Yes. Um, and I'm all in for it. And I know this one's coming out 2025 as well, but I'm really going to keep my eye on this one. Yeah, it does look it does look really good fun. It just looks like I like a game that you've got no idea what it is, but you it it makes complete sense at the same time. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it how it felt. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew I wanted to play it straight away. Yeah, yeah, it does look good. Good. Um, sorry, uh, Paul. Sir, can, can I just mm. um, which? I'm interested to know which part of what you saw looked like fun to you. Because I just I feel like this I, is a loaded question. No, no, no. I watched the same trailer and I loved Untitled Goose Game. That was brilliant. Um, but I just watched it and it left me completely cold. I, there didn't seem to be any point to what you were doing. There wasn't seem to be any idea of what it was going to be about. It just look like a bunch of weird looking things looking in a hole in the ground I, th I think that's part of it though there was you were you were walking what looked like familiar terrain and then these these things found this hole and, and intrigue got the better of them all and they all just decided to jump down it and i think if you're you're there with friends and you're on this big walk because i'm presuming that the gameplay will be and you find something and you're just like well let's go take a look and then, and then they all started sliding down this hill in another bit of the trailer. And I just thought, it just looks like a lot of fun. Like if you're online with friends, and um, yeah, you, you you play in this game, you get you get um, you see something in the distance. You like, let's go explore it. There's a big hole in it, uh, and you just jump down it. And then, what did they find? Did they find like a picnic or something down there? Mm. In the trailer, mm. who knows? Exactly. Who knows what else you could find? I I think Paul for twenty twenty five, you need to review a lot of the games that I review. Stranger games <laughs> <laughs> that are not that are not just shooting things or <laughs> doing things with spells. Um, you you got to get your magic back, Paul. The magic of wonder. What do you think about that? I think that. You know what? If it makes my life a little bit easier, instead of re reviewing thirty-hour, forty-hour extravaganza RPGs, I play some little stupid game when I walk about. Yeah, I think I can get behind that. Good. There you go. That's a deal. But, Neil. Yeah. But go on. The flip side is you have to review the games that I'm reviewing. I, well, we try to, but you take them all. That's <laughs> such a lie. We don't, we don't get informed of them before. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> um, I'm going to move on to my second game, which is I'm, I'm going to mention OD, which is the uh, we talked about um, Kojima coming on um, mm. in the middle of the thing. I mean, it is. I think you're both right. It's like his little buddy Kojima. We had a special door made for him. Jordan Peele joined him. Um, <laughs> he, he talked about a game that we had no idea or anything about it. There's some kind of like um, strange video stuff that was obviously stuff that he just 
you've been working on some motion capture and let's just put that together say a poem in a different way um but you know I, we've talked about this podcast before i love i do love kajimi i love the madness of it i love death stranding i'm looking forward to that if that's ever going to come out in the next couple of years to the second one um it's on xbox it's gonna be a game pass game you know it's good to have a little bit of madness whatever's gonna come out of this sorry dan what are you gonna say no, I was going to say, I was saying to Richard before the show, are we finally going to get some information on this unannounced Xbox project he's been working on? Because I think he popped up at the Game Awards a year or two ago and was like, hi, everyone, I'm working on a game, and then went again, and that was it. Mm. So it is intriguing, and he is very good at what he does, and he's, he's, he's you know, developed some amazing games, goes about saying, but it was so abstract <laughs> there was so little detail i found myself thinking okay can you just wheel them off the stage and get on to the next one please because it was i didn't learn anything about it at all um which i know they, they they've really hyped it saying haven't they it's gonna be nothing like you've seen before it's gonna be a bit of this and a bit of that but also different at the same time and it's been a long time so if they don't start releasing some concrete stuff soon i'm gonna struggle to get on the hype train for it i think yeah I think we should all wear the jacket he had as well with the lovely horse, silver horse on the. Uh, <laughs> I love that jacket. Oh, yeah. That's his studio logo. It's oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like well, it. It's more than a pin, but it's like a yeah. blooming emblem. But yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all it is. I'm, I'm always up for something a bit odd with the Kojima, and we'll find out in 2028 what this game might be. Yeah. Um, good. Let's go on to our third game, Mr. Renshaw. What have you got? Hello. Um, yes, the third game on my list is. I'm not. You notice I'm not touching Kojima with a barge pole. I'm no. staying well away from that. Um, the third game on my list is the first Berserker Kazan, and again, I think this is a game that we've seen before, but now we've got an actual good look at what's going on with it. And the thing I liked about it was the art style. It was very kind of cartoony it looked very gory it looked very violent um you know all the things i look for in a game and yeah it's um, another one that's on my list it's another one that's kind of action adventure possibly open world i'm sure gareth will correct me in a minute um but yeah just on the strength of the trailer alone sold good i think the animation style is amazing on this yeah i agree it's absolutely i don't think i've seen anything like that that mixes it mixes kind of like like an Unreal Engine type thing with a kind of animated, um, mm -hmm. beautifully drawn figure. It's, it's just kind of like, yeah, that, it did look very impressive. It was another sort of like fighty, fighty game, though. There's a lot of those kind of games that I'll start to look very familiar after a while. I'm thinking, please don't let it be Souls. Please don't let it be Souls-like. Um, you may notice a, a thread running through my game. Choices. Yeah. But they need to. I hope everyone's not going to copy that. I've said this before, and just keep repeating that format because they're never going to do it right. Um, but it did look great. Sorry, anyone else, Darren Richards? You say about this? Uh, I I think I'm just going to back what you said because I can't remember this one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Too much red wine, Darren. Too much well, red wine. That <laughs> might be part of it. <laughs> um, good. That does look good, though. We don't know when that's coming, do we, Paul? I think it might be. There wasn't a date on that. Sometime in the future. Good. I'm probably thinking 25. Great. Good. We'll go with that. That and the and the court case that I'm going to face. With <laughs> <other two. laughs> um, the Xbox Hub lawyers. Can't yeah. wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, Richard, what have you got? Kemuri. Uh, so... Uh, midway through the show, Ikumi Nakamura jumped out onto stage with bursting with energy. Um, she previously worked at Tango Gameworks, so she's worked on The Evil Within, and she was creative director on Ghostwire Tokyo, so she was responsible for how the game looked, basically, and, and looking at Shibuya, which was one of my favourite things about this game, and she has just she's bringing out an art book um towards the end of this year start of next year that i've that i've signed up because her her vision for looking at buildings and, and seeing these these things um is excellent and 
her first game for her new studio got announced, which is this Kemuri. Um, and looking at it afterwards, I didn't realise that another guy called Liam Wong, who's another br- brilliant photographer and games designer, he's worked on Crisis and Far Cry, um, he was the director for that trailer. So those two are working together for this Kemuri. And as soon as I saw these two names uh, in the same sentence, I was I was fully invested in whatever is going to be coming out. I mean, the trailer didn't give much away, um, but their vision for what this city is going to be in, in Kemuri um, has got me really, really interested. It's funny, isn't it? Like it, 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 certain games, they, it's a personality or a name, isn't it? Like a developer, they don't need to show much because people are like you and thousands of others are already invested in that just by that person coming onto stage. And like you said, we didn't yeah. see see much of it, but we were, everyone was quite excited. Paul, do you like the look of this? I did like the look mm, of I it. Thought I've, you got might. To, I've got to say um, uh, the same thing with. Dobbo, when this woman came on the stage, I had no idea who she was. But by the time she'd finished explaining who she was and what she was making, I was just like, this sounds absolutely <laughs> awesome. Her her passion for what she was making was fantastic. It was really good to see. She was like, she was almost like the most genuine person there that night, I thought. Mm. Um, but yeah, the game itself, again, like you said, we don't know much about it, but it's certainly one that I'm going to keep an eye on. Good. Good. Um, Darren, what's your next uh, your next game? Uh, so my next game was No Rest for the Wicked. Um, so this comes from Moon Studios, who are responsible for the absolutely fantastic Ori games. Um, so I, I'd heard they'd been working on a new project, um, and it's an action RPG. Uh, so... According to the developers, um, it was kind of back in 2018 when this kind of first came into the conceptual stages. Um, and I w- again, it was a trailer with, you know, not a lot of gameplay or any gameplay, if I remember correctly. But it looked brilliant, um, absolutely brilliant. And, you know, coming from the pedigree of that studio, I'm really excited to kind of see where they where they go with it. Um they're saying that it's a, a fresh take on the action RPG genre because, like you said, Gareth, I think there's an awful lot of those types of games out there at the moment. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to actually get into the nitty-gritty of what it's going to be and how it's going to play. But they have said that they're doing a um, digital showcase on March the 1st where they're going to do a proper deep dive into the game. So I'm really, really looking forward to this because if you haven't played the Ori games, you should go and play them because they're amazing. Yeah, it does look good. It does look very good. I I thought it was, oh my god, it's coming out March the first, and it was like yeah, that's when our conference no, yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sadly uh, not. Yeah. Um, my next one I'm going to talk about really briefly because there isn't much to know. Is I'm just going to mention Blade. Um, um, I like the Blade from Marvel's um whole story, the kind of vampire daywalker, um, killing other vampires. Um, I like the little kind of trailer. Obviously, this is quite a long way away, um, but it's been made by um, um, what's the studio? Arcane, Arcane Leon. Leon, yeah, Deathloop. Deathloop, and they did uh, Dishonored. So, really, kind of high pedigree there. It's kind of set in Paris. Um, I like the developer with his long coat and high kicks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought Jeff was going to call security when he started. <laughs> yeah. That. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I think this is, it's a really good match. I think it's not a lot to say because it's again, it's not coming out for ages. But yeah, I'd be quite excited about this for a while. I have I have a question on that though mm. because it's obviously Arkane Leon and, and Bethesda. It's, it's Xbox exclusive. Mm. But why didn't they um, put the Xbox logo on it or anything like that? It's a really good point. Mm, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of discussions I've seen on on Twitter after the game awards. Like, is it going to be multi platform or is it not? I was like, no, it it won't be. It's, it's Bethesda. It's, it's Xbox. But why why aren't they plastering Xbox Game Studios and and the logo around all that? Because that was one of the biggest reveals of the night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just thought that would have been a good a good shot for Xbox to. You know, really say, good. this is what we're working on. Really good point. You know why it is, though, don't you? 
it's so that all the Sony fans can get their hopes up and then be absolutely outraged when it's this <laughs> going to be Xbox. I don't think the marketing manager is you, though, Paul. I think uh, <laughs> everyone else loves loves all gamers and wants the best for everyone. Are you Listen. talking as a PS5 owner now, Paul, or yes. from the position you were in a month ago? I represent all gamers. I am <laughs> completely platform agnostic. I'm not a fanboy in any way, shape, or form. I just think, you know, looking back to, like, the Redfall and the Starfield and the great wailing and gnashing of teeth from the other side of the fence, I think that that's what they're going to do again so they can get a lot of publicity out of it. Good. There you go. Well, sorry, one more thing on the Marvel (laughs) bit, though. I said to uh, (laughs) her... I I won't keep you long. Uh, I said to Richard, there was a a reveal last year of an untitled Captain America and Winter Soldier game, I think, that had a very short cinematic trailer set what looked like World War II Germany at the rise of Hydra. Um, That's sank without a trace, so I was hoping to see a bit more of that when the Marvel stuff came up, but nothing. So I don't know if that still exists or what. What about the Wonder Woman game? Oh, completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. (coughs) Okay, good. There we go. Um, let's go to our fourth game. Um, let's go to Paul. What have we got? Hello. What have I got? This is a game I've actually heard you talk about before, um, but I didn't really know very much about it until I watched the trailer, and that's The First Descendant. This is one that's on your radar, I believe, Gareth, is it? Yep. Talk, yep. talk about Look, it. I'll talk about it. Um, apparently, from reading around, obviously doing my research like a good uh, podcast employee, um, it's a kind of looter shooter game, um, which obviously is right up my alley since I spent so much time playing Destiny and stuff. And the trailer looked, <clears throat> see, the trailer's making me emotional. Uh, <laughs> the trailer looked so good. Oh, hang on. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, the trailer looked very good. Lots of action, lots of fighting, lots of big things to take down. And I don't know for certain, but it looked kind of multiplayer. There seemed to be multiple protagonists attacking all the enemies at once. So that's something to look forward to. If it's going to be a proper big multiplayer game, that would be good. Um, So, yeah, other than that, it's uh, killing things in mech suits and stuff. So, yeah, quite like that. Perfect for you and everyone. Yeah, good. Good, yeah. (laughs) It does look interesting. Only for me, that's right. Nobody yeah. else in the world will play this game. <laughs> um, Richard, what's your fourth game? Uh, the the one that Jeff left until the end, uh, the reveal of Monster Hunter Wilds. And it followed the trend of the trailers from all, all the other developers. There was very little gameplay, but it was a sizzle trailer to basically to get gamers excited and formally announce a new game was happening. Um, and I saw that this one is targeting Series X and PS5, which is what got me mainly excited because um, the previous Monster Hunter game, Rise, was originally released on the Switch, and I think it struggled when it was brought over to Xbox and PlayStation as a result, um, whereas the previous, the one before that, Monster Hunter World, was just Xbox and PlayStation and then PC eventually. Um, and that one was arguably a lot better than Rise, I think, because of that. So the fact that Monster Hunter Wilds, the new one, is going to be uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X, I think, puts it in good stead for being um, a much better Monster Hunter game than, than Rise was. Mm. Good. No, I haven't got anything else. <laughs> no, I got me, me, James, and another gamer. We went and tried to play that when it came on the Xbox, and we were stuck in the hub area for about two hours. We couldn't work out and start the mission, <laughs> and then we in, we just in, we just gave up. Rise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they really, they really simplified everything in World, and I think it made it the the, the franchise a lot more accessible for new players, right. including myself. Um, and then Rise came about and sort of tailored, I think, more towards the traditional Monster Hunter players. Right. And um, yeah, I, I, I was in a similar position at one point in that hub area. We just wandered around. <laughs> yeah. Chatting. Sorry, Paul, can go I, on. Can I ask, um, given that you're a Monster Hunter fan, what did you reckon to that 
is it Monster Hunter now? The from Niantic, the same people that do Pokemon. Yeah. I think I think they're really good. I think the the problem is that Niantic have sort of diversified a little bit too much. So they obviously had Ingress was the first one, then Pokemon Go, and then there's been four or five. I think they did a Harry Potter one. There's a Pikmin one. There's now Monster Hunter. Um, and I get that they're trying to bring these these new franchises in for people that weren't necessarily interested in Pokemon, but at the same time, I would just be trying to focus on making one of them as as good as possible um rather than diluting your crowd and, and getting them to play different ones because they're all very similar where you're walking along either collecting pokemon catching pikmin or fighting monsters mm. Mm. yeah good um darren what's your uh, fourth game uh my fourth one was jurassic park survival so I'm a big fan of anything Jurassic Park. Um, and this is a game that's set a day after the original film ends, I think, on um, the Isla Nubar, um, where the, the park was set up. And there was a really, really good cinematic trailer. And there was some alpha in-game footage spliced in there as well. Um, but I'm going to completely contradict what I said earlier. Even though there wasn't a lot of gameplay, I still really enjoyed the trailer. Because um, it was it captured the spirit of the films really well. Um, so I think there's an in-gen scientist. She's kind of left behind after the evacuation. And she's trying to get off the island. Um, and there's kind of dinosaurs jumping at you across the decks of boats and chasing you through the kitchen, a classic scene from the um, original film. I don't know if you'll remember in the film, but they'd lock one of the raptors in there, I think. Mm. And I remember Ryan watched the chair and he said, oh, hang on, there's, there's still going to be one in there, isn't there? And then at the end of the trailer, the door kind of creaks open and you hear it. So it looks like it's being really, really faithfully done for fans of the series. So we don't really know an awful lot about the, the type of game and how it's going to play, but it was just giving us an idea of setting. Um, but I've got to say, like, it looks like quite an intense experience, similar maybe to the kind of alien isolation style where you're being stalked by the, you know, the, the, the enemy around kind of corridors and the lab and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm hoping that this is going to be a, a really good one and we'll get it right. Cause it could be brilliant. Great. Yeah. I mean, First of all, I thought, is this a VR game? Yeah, that's what I thought. And I, then I, that, quite... I played that one, and it very similar. Yeah, um, but then I was, I thought, oh yeah, no, I'd be interested in that. Uh, is it, is it first person? No, I, I, I don't, we don't know, do we? No, I mean, I think from some of the alpha footage, it it, it was from a first person perspective because you could see like hands and legs and stuff um, as they were. She was scrabbling around trying to get away from one of the dinosaurs. So, um, potentially, yeah, it will be. Dino Crisis. So, but why haven't they brought that back? That was a good franchise. Do you remember that? They should as they will. Paul, what were you going to say? I was going to say the Dino Crisis is a good call. That needs yeah, to come back. Does that? Yeah, after it went crazy at the end in three, where there were dinosaurs in space. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, uh, <laughs> That's it, right. Yeah. It needs to go back to its roots. Yeah. So, but uh, I used to love Dino Crisis. I did, yeah. Um, good. Thank you, Darren. Let's go to me for the fourth game. Is I'm going to talk about a game that I. It's Light No Fire, which is from. Um, the makers of No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, I've basically put hundreds of hours on it. I started on PS4, <laughs> then I went to Xbox, then I started to get on Series X. I think I must have reviewed it for us for Series X. I've put ridiculous amounts of hours. So I played that game and loved that game and just had a great time. Really loved what it was. I loved it when it was like, it was having problems. You know, I think it was one of the first ones I got on the PS4. And I like that studio. I like their kind of like what they're trying to do. And this new game, which is Light No Fire, which is this idea that you've got this huge kind of earth that's um, um, you can go kind of anywhere, this massive space. And it's a multiplayer game. That's all we kind of know. We saw a trailer with sort of people running around on kind of mounts, had a kind of fantasy feel to it. I just like what they do. I'd be very interested in playing that again and seeing what to explore. So I'm really excited about that. We don't know about a date for that. They kept saying there's only 12 of us working on it. Why is there only 12 of you? No Man's Sky made some money, has it? That was my thought. <laughs> what 
all this all this stuff all the post release stuff's been released for free though oh yeah that's i think they're missing a trick yeah yeah um so they it looks like it might be a little while but it looks it look it look there's a lot going on with that it looked quite detailed but but they've got to get that multiplayer right if it's this kind of like whole world that's generated by everyone they've got to get that you know logistically right for it to work but i'm sure they will good let's go on to the last game paul what have you got the last game for me on the list even though it wasn't sort of officially announced in the show has got to be Baldur's gate 3 now that it's actually available for the xbox I'm just absolutely dying to play this game. Mm. You look at the amount of awards that it won, um, and it's obviously something very special. I reviewed the last two games for the site and really enjoyed them, but it looks like this third game is taking it to a whole nother level. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just the biggest, bestest RPG of the year. I mean, you can see that from it, it won game of the year, for goodness sake. So, you know. It's just going to be um, fantastic, and I'm very much looking forward to playing it. Well, we look forward to seeing Darren or Paul, or not Paul, Darren or Dave might be reviewing this for us, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure it'll be one of them, because, you know, <laughs> um, put a word in behind the scenes, and it'll be like, well, don't give it to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just mute it. In fact, let's just delete his comment. Yeah, there I we bet go. Paul's had the review code for the past week. I think he has. Yeah, I mean, Paul's VIP code list is going to come up in the inquiry next week, so don't worry about that. Neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) It does look good. It's worth, yeah, mentioning if you haven't seen, you'll see all the lists of the awards we won't go through. I think it was quite, just briefly talk about the award things, it was quite a healthy split, I thought. Even though Borders Gate won quite about most of it, but Alan Wake 2 won some, Forza won some, you know. Um, Didn't win any. Hi Rush picked up a goal. Yeah, yeah, it was a good mixture of stuff, I think. I think it was not too bad. Yeah, Final Fantasy won best score. Um yeah, it was a good a good range of I think it was quite equal. Sorry, Paul, did you say Spider Man didn't get any? I said Spider Man didn't win any, yeah. So, no, apart from was, that. You know. I'm not too upset about that. I mean, I, now that I'm a proud owner of a PS five, I should probably pick it up at some stage. I finished but... it last night. It's very good. It's very, very good. Um Are you... Be selling it again. I'm rid of it actually. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you are, let me know. We'll talk about this off out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take offers. We'll do an auction on the next podcast. <laughs> um, good. That's um yeah, Borders Gate three or probably get a review for us from someone in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, before I end of the year games it's just slipped in um but it's on on the store now um let's go to richard what's your last game i just quickly added one to the list um that i forgot about um the casting of frank stone which is a single player narrative um tie-in to dead by daylight i've only ever played dead by daylight once and i think it was with you guys one night um (laughs) And never played it since. But as soon as I saw uh, Supermassive making uh, another horror narrative, um, that piques my interest because they they usually don't miss. And um, obviously, we didn't get a Dark Pictures game this year, um, mm. as they sort of in between what they're classing as season one and season two. So I haven't had my Supermassive games fixed this year. Um, so the sooner that this new one comes out i will probably play it even though i have no knowledge of who frank stone is or anything from yeah. dead by daylight who is frank but, stone do you know anything about him because no. <laughs> i'm guessing he's the guy that had the the mask on at the end but I, I i could be very wrong but they were sort of talking about it like it was a you know like it was like dracula it's like we know he is frank stone <laughs> oh yeah yeah frank frank stone yeah yeah <laughs> Everyone's Googling now. Who's Frank Stone? Who the hell is Frank Stone? Anyway, we'll find out about who is Frank Stone soon. Uh, But yeah, it does look good. Supermassive is always fun. I I have missed them this year. They were going to do a space game next, weren't they? Anyway, that's uh, the next one for for the that pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes. Yeah, it would be good. Um, Darren, what's your last one? 
Uh, so I've um, not chosen a game for my last one, but more a moment. Um, so I couldn't go through a podcast without talking about Alan Wake 2. Uh, so they announced that um, New Game Plus is on the 11th, um, but also the uh, Poets of the Fall, who double up as the old gods of Asgard in the game, um, turned up to do a live performance of Herald of Darkness, which is um, the song... A, a, contracted version of the song um, that's played during the We Sing segment in Alan Wake 2, which, as, as we've talked about before, is is my kind of gaming moment of the year, if not over the last few years. So I thought it went really well. And, you know, Sam Lake got involved and just the sheer brilliance and lunacy of it all. I think it was entertaining if you've not played the game. But if you have played the game and you know what it's referring to, it was even more enjoyable. So I thought that was very well done, I must say. Paul, big fan of that? Um, the song was all right. I've, it, it meant nothing to me because I've not played Alan Wake 2. Um, mm. But I was surprised at the amount of music that was throughout the show because there was like this, the bird that was singing that song from Senua and then there was... The bird. bird. <laughs> and then it was at, at the end when they were doing the Game of the Year... It was um, the, the orchestra playing all the different tunes, and the bloke on the end with the flute is my star of the evening. Oh, flute man! Good. Yeah, flute. they do it every year, don't they? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like to apologise for Paul's nineteen seventy seven on the buses <laughs> um, <laughs> revival. Al Garnet over there. <laughs> <For> God's sake! <laughs> Paul will sit, Paul will be in court next to me next week. Uh, <laughs> uh, with the Xbox Hub lawyers, I think I'll need them. Uh, um, yeah, good. It was good to see that. Yeah, I did. I agree. I think all the musical stuff is good fun. Good to see. Um, good. That was it. Who's it's me, isn't it? It's the end. Have I missed anyone out? No, I haven't. Uh, Just now. I'm, I'm going to do, do two quickies. I'm going to do the first one Lost Records by the people who made Life is Strange. I'm kind of like intrigued by that. With kind of four girls are good at doing that kind of 90s sort of like teenage stuff and but it had looked quite intriguing we didn't know much about it but i've got to mention skull and <laughs> skull and bones because it got a release date but it was almost like someone was going oh yeah it's being released it's not like someone's saying it under their breath it's coming in february there's a little trailer that says, oh yeah it's been released in february it's like no no you need a big fun f- you need a fanfare for this it's finally got a release date but they were like I worry for this game. I worry that they know what it's like. But I might be wrong. It might be brilliant. Richard, what do you think? I think this latest trailer was the most interesting one I've seen mm. for it. Um, but I spoke to Darren about this when they, when they announced it as well, that um, Ubisoft didn't have any on screen time in the traditional sense all their trailers such as the prince of persia one this one and they had another one as well i can't remember Um, yeah there was a bit about avatar yeah yeah. but they were all in what uh jeff was referring to as the ad breaks Mm -hmm. um so i don't know why that is i think there's a lot of weird things that ubisoft are doing at the moment um and this is just another another weird like that, they're almost having these continual brain farts, and this just seemed to be another one. They didn't have any on stage presence at all. Um, they, as and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but they had to pay for their own airtime, whereas a lot of the others seem to have Jeff visit in their office and he's like, Oh, I want this in the game awards and things like that. Mm. There's just something weird going on there, yeah, yeah. Well, it's coming, and finally coming. I'm I'm sort of I've got, I've got a soft spot for it now because it's it's been for such a long time. I'm I'm looking for it. I'll play it. Paul, are you going to play it? Uh, I don't know to be honest. Of all the uh, of the Ubisoft things, I think the one I'm most excited about is that Prince of Persia one because yeah. that looked really good. But yeah, Skull and Bones. It's been coming for so long now. It's it's become like but beyond good and evil too. It's never going to arrive. Yeah. So. Good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Paul. I mean, I will agree with you that, that the Prince of Persia game does look brilliant, and I will have to fight you for that in the Trello boards. <laughs> um, good, right, gentlemen. That's all the get. We, we missed it. We've obviously loads of stuff we missed out. Um, and but 
that's our kind of five top. We could go through everything. We're not going to go through everything. Um, another, because I'm just going to mention one more thing. So another game that sort of slipped into that weird February world is Suicide Squad. I forgot about that. Oh, I was going to mention that. Yeah. Because <laughs> apparently yeah. they've said that it will have an offline mode after launch. Ah, after launch. Okay. Yeah, after launch. Right. So I don't know if they've thought, okay, we hear you. We're going to release it and then we'll we'll make sure you can play it offline. It doesn't look fun, does it? I like the cutscenes, but I don't. Oh. I, I don't. The the whole premise of it just seems a bit stupid to me. Mm. You know, you've got Harley Quinn and Killer Crow and their shark fella and whoever else, and they're going up against Superman. I mean, there's, there can only be one winner. So yeah, it just seems silly. But you know, it, I think if we get a group together. If we um, if we play it as a team, I think we might get some fun out. Okay, there we go. Um, final notes on that. Yeah, good. Um, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Um, That's good. We're not going to be back um, next week. Well, we'll be back. You'll be listening to it this week <laughs> in this weird time thing. Um, but the <laughs> next for the for the next podcast, we're going to do our Xbox Hub Game of the Year awards. It's what we voted for in our team. Um, so we'll have our Game of the Year and our Indie Games of the Year as well. So that will be our next We've podcast. also got 30 world exclusive trailers to go alongside it. So don't miss that. <laughs> <laughs> world premiere. <laughs> but it's just Skull and Bones. Just clips from that. All Skull and Bones. Right, gentlemen. Until next time, thank you so much, and we'll see you soon. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You had found all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 